I believe the power of LinkedIn is the networking and is your second degree connections and the ability to forge new relationships and build new business connections with other people in your industry that will help you grow your business. It's been a hot minute since we talked about LinkedIn, but today we're back at it. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating industry experience into physical success. This is your design business tightly fastened. Now welcome the hosts of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell and Natalie Graff. Hey there, and welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I am your host, Darla Jethro Powell, and I am joined by the crime-fighting giraffe and soulless ginger, Natalie Graff. Natalie Graff. (laughs) Natalie Graff. You know, I just combined the two. What can I say? It just like it came out naturally. I think it's fair to say that you're losing your identity with this podcast, that we are recreating you. I would say that's probably We're rebuilding you stronger, better. We have the technology, the $6 woman. Yeah, is that why? What's the matter? Do, 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 do. Remember that show? No, you don't. No, You're too I young. Don't. Are just, you are you rebuilding my identity because you got to meet my hillbilly side of my family this weekend? <laughs> we did get visited from your family from Kansas. I know. They As were we're recording this. What was that? Was that yesterday or day before? Day before. Yeah, I don't remember. But yes, they did visit. You know, they're delightful. They are. They are delightful. They are a little bit hillbillies. And they, I love their rental car. It wasn't a car. They got a rental truck. And we made plenty fun of them that about they got a rental truck. Why would you, you know, fly into Miami and get a rental truck in their words and the exact words of Kevin? He says, well, that's all we drive at home. Might as well drive it while we're here. No, you know, I have to say that's an odd name for a hillbilly. Kevin. Kev- Kevin just doesn't ring hillbilly to Maybe me. Maybe he's a city hillbilly. Is he like an adopted hillbilly? No, he's like, a hillbilly. He's been assimilated. Yeah, yeah he lives yeah. out in the country. <laughs> he lives out in the country Kevin. on a on a gravel road and said his vehicles are never clean because they're constantly dirty. Kevin the hillbilly. That's like Kevin Percy the hillbilly. the hillbilly or maybe. They have a dog named Maverick. Come on. <laughs> All right, Goose. Natalie, I'm super excited because the day that we're recording this in real time happens to be Tuesday, November the 12th. You know what's significant about today's date? I do not. Disney Plus Channel is going live today and we get to watch The Mandalorian. What's that? It's a Star Wars TV series spinoff. What's that? You know what Star Wars is. Don't you even dare. (laughs) I do, but only because you forced me to know what Star Wars is. Star Wars is my reason for living. I would say really? the French part, but I don't know how to say it without looking like an idiot. Oh, okay. Like pretty much everything else I say. <laughs> well, this is true. So when we're through doing our lovely recording today on LinkedIn with Sarah McIntyre, we're I'm going gonna to be have subjected to happen, happen to watch happen, that. Happen, I'm happen to watch that crap. Happen, H-A-F-F-I-N. And happen. What, what's going to happen if it sucks? It won't. Star Wars. Oh, all the prequels did suck. Mm, you know what? There is a possibility. You know, I will look at it with an open heart, but it looks I great. I it was like an open mind. Well, Star Wars for me is emotional. I was a nine-year-old kid sitting in the movie theater just, oh my gosh, what is this amazing thing that's unfolding before me on the screen? It was magical. So it, it's always going to be a part of me. You know what else is a part of me? It It can be a part of you, (laughs) not me. (laughs) Well, you're a part of me, so ergo. You know what else is a part of me, Natalie? Tell me. Social media marketing. Really? In this podcast. Like we didn't know this? And our listeners. Okay. Whom I love dearly. 
Today, we're talking again about LinkedIn. It's been a hot minute since we talked about LinkedIn. Our last episode on that was with Joe Apfelbaum, and he did give us some amazing tips. But today, we're talking to Sarah McIntyre of Bright Inbound Marketing, talking about LinkedIn for you guys, for the interior designers. And, you know, since since we talked to Joe, I've been keeping an eye on LinkedIn, and I have to tell you, I'm I'm a little disappointed. Okay, I am. Yes, I am a little disappointed that I was expecting bigger things from them, but it's still the platform itself aesthetically is just kind of eh. It's not as fun to be on. I really enjoy being on TikTok more. (laughs) That's because you're a teenager? There's a lot of adults on TikTok. If you guys listen to our mini-sode on TikTok and is it the next Instagram, even since I have done that episode, our little mini-sode, go back and it'll be in the show notes, is TikTok the next Instagram? There's a buttload of adults on that channel. And I have to tell you, it's like Shana, our director said, Shana Heinrichsy said, TikTok actually is kind of making it fun. Again, just to go on social and to watch people make idiots of themselves on these videos. It's I watch you every day. <laughs> and I'm highly entertaining. I should you really, are. I should get over there on TikTok. Okay, guys. So let me tell you a little bit about our guest today, Sarah McIntyre. Sarah McIntyre is the founder and chief strategist at Bright Inbound. After spending 15 years in the B2B IT sales and marketing, Sarah founded Bright Inbound in 2009. She has a unique blend of content marketing strategy and tactical campaign execution skills in addition to 20 plus years of experience with both big corporate marketing teams and startups. Her passion is creating marketing campaigns that work for businesses, and she is the happiest when a plan comes together, marketing and sales align, and business goals are met. Oh, and also when the sun is shining and the surf is flat. Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Sarah McIntyre to the podcast. Hey there, Sarah McIntyre. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. How the hell are you? I'm very well, thanks. I'm super excited to be here. We're super excited to have you here all the way from Sydney, Australia, the miracle of modern technology. How amazing is that? I know. It's great, isn't it? It's such a small world. I was telling the Wingnut, Sarah, that it's been a hot minute since we talked about LinkedIn, and I've been keeping an eye on it since we did our previous episode with Joe Apfelbaum for LinkedIn. And I have to tell you, I had high hopes, and I'm hoping you can change my mind, that for LinkedIn to be the next Facebook, the next big thing because of its lack of algorithms. I mean, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe that's changed. So we want to dive in today and talk about why should or shouldn't home pros, interior designers, influencers, creatives be on LinkedIn when it comes to building up our pipelines and our businesses. And we hear that you are just the girl to talk to about it. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm a bit overwhelmed. Look, LinkedIn, I think, is one of those networks that is really overlooked. You know, it's kind of daggy. People kind of think it's just a place where you get recruited, you know, with recruiters and you put your resume and then no one actually goes there. I think the really interesting thing about LinkedIn is, well, there's a couple of things. Firstly, it's a business network, so people are expecting to talk about business on LinkedIn. And also, it's like networking, but on steroids, you know. So, if you get most of your business, you know, leads but from, from referrals and from your network, then LinkedIn is really the place to be, to be growing out that network and having conversations, so business-related conversations. You know, where, you know, Instagram is fantastic and, I, you know, most of you know, creatives and interior designers and stuff are, are all over Instagram because of its beautiful, you know, visual layout. But people, I know I scroll Instagram for, you know, for inspiration and that kind of thing, but I don't necessarily go there looking to buy stuff, although, you know, people do sell stuff on Instagram, I know. But LinkedIn, I think, is where you can have really good 
professional conversations. What makes that different from the rest of the platforms? I mean, algorithms, hashtags, demographics. I mean, how can we dive in and figure out what actually makes that different and why we want to maybe segue over to LinkedIn for our networking? Yeah, I think a couple of things too. I think the nature of the network is that people are expecting it to be professional and to be having business conversations. And secondly, the amount of targeted searching you can do. So your followers on link on Instagram, you don't really know who they are and what they do. But your followers on, on LinkedIn, you do know who they are and what they do. So, you know, if you're looking for referrals from builders or in other, you know, say partnerships with architects or builders and things, you can actually go search them up on LinkedIn and find them and, fo- and follow them and start adding value and creating business partnerships. You know, pa- partnerships is a, gra- is a great way for a business to grow by partnering with other organisations and companies that are, that are maybe a little bit bigger than you or a little bit a complementary industry to you. That's where I see LinkedIn has major benefits over any of the other platforms. How can an interior designer benefit from LinkedIn? I mean, we want to optimize our business page, but how do we benefit from that? Well, I don't necessarily think you need a a business page. The company pages on LinkedIn aren't great. So I would just use your LinkedIn profile yourself and make sure it is optimized. So make sure you've got a a headshot, um, you've got some, got a nice background photo, you're clearly explaining who you are, you know, the customers that you serve, who you are and what you do, some examples of your work. But I think the next thing there is to is to increase your network on LinkedIn. So in, for interior designers, it's that most of their work comes from referrals, right? Yeah, a lot of interior designers use referrals for a network. But now in this digital age, a lot of interior designers are also getting new leads and stuff from their social media. So uh, when you finish your thought here, I did kind of want to dive in into that aspect with you and ask you, is LinkedIn good for that as well? But I'm sorry, go ahead and finish that thought. and we'll. I think you know, link- LinkedIn is really the place for, for having business conversations. What kind of content are we focusing on on LinkedIn for interior design? Because I am on there and I do have quite a few followers, but I don't, I always get confused as to what's the most optimal thing for me to post as an interior design for the interior design business on LinkedIn, because we've been very successful on Instagram, which is very visual, pretty successful on Facebook, but LinkedIn, I'm always at a loss. I'm like, do I post this picture of a pretty room? Do I do the interior design hashtags? Where should I be focusing as an interior designer on LinkedIn to get that pipeline filled or can I be all things to all people on there? Can I network with contractors, but also still kind of find my ideal client? What What's the strategy there? Yeah, both. I think you, I think you network with possible referral partners and, and contractors and also with, with your ideal clients. So, you know, going back to the heart of your marketing strategy, you know, working out who is your ideal client, what location are they in? What, what type of work do they do? Are they males or females? You know, where, what type of person are, are they? And you can probably go and find a bunch of senior professionals in a in a certain geographic area that you could that you could maybe you maybe they know someone who who you know. And I think that's the other power of LinkedIn is the second degree connections and the recommendations piece. So when you're on LinkedIn, make sure that you're connecting with with the people that you know people that you've worked with, the people that you know and like and, and would recommend to others. So that can be, you know, contractors, partners, clients, relatives, friends, 
mainly people that that you know, like and trust. I think the other, one of the things about LinkedIn is people often think they need to build the biggest network possible, but that just dilutes the network's power. You know, if you don't really know these people, then then I think that really dilutes your dilutes the power of the network. I have to be honest, I think that's where I'm at right now is I have like 16,000 some odd connections, but I really, there's only a handful of them that I have any kind of real relationship yeah, with. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of pe- lot of advice going around that says, you know, build your big network and then kind of spam them. That, you know, <laughs> that, that <laughs> no. is not what I'm about. That does get coached. I've seen it. Yeah, just send a message. and uh, No. So what the power is in your own network and leveraging on your own network because what the beauty of LinkedIn is you've got second-degree connections. Then if you don't know your first-degree connection very well, then they won't be able to introduce you to the second-degree connection. Understand? Tell me a little bit about the algorithm. Is there an algorithm system on LinkedIn now? Or are they working towards that? Do you know, like they have on Instagram and Facebook? There is. There definitely is. I mean, okay. And it's a similar situation to, you know, to all of the social networks like Instagram or Facebook or wherever you are. They want to keep the visitors on their network and in the newsfeed, right? So if you're posting content that takes them away, then it doesn't get featured as much. So there's been some experiments going around um, with people posting in the newsfeed. So, you know, when you, you post post the state, post an update. The thing is that's that's the, the simplest thing to do is post an update, you know, on your LinkedIn profile. So you post an update. It can just be text-based or it can be an image or it can be video. There's a lot of potential for video on LinkedIn. That's something relatively new that they just launched, like within the last few months, right? No, it's been around for about a year, but it is undiscovered. So there's there's sort of a greenfield opportunity for you to really own your your niche on LinkedIn video. Oh, you know what I was thinking of? Not the video, the lives. Oh, lives. Yeah, LinkedIn did just launch a live, right? Yeah, so there, there's certainly opportunity there to to do LinkedIn videos. And I think they they have been quite quite effective for, for a lot of people doing little videos, little walkthroughs, maybe walkthroughs of your spaces, walkthroughs of, of client jobs. Mm-hmm. Everyone likes seeing the before and after type of thing. I think that stuff is really interesting and powerful. And then if you can incorporate a, you know, a, a contractor that you use on site, you know, tag them in it because it's the same thing when you tag someone on LinkedIn, then that piece of, piece of content gets shown on their network as well. So does it, does it increase your reach this in a similar fashion, like on Facebook when you tag yeah, somebody? It yeah. does. Oh, okay. Is that an example of how we should be using LinkedIn on a daily basis? Or do you have another example of how we should, you know, dive in and use it every day? Yeah, I think in terms of an everyday thing, I would be more likely to do like networking outreach every day, but posting content maybe three times a week. Okay, so here's a question I have for you, Sarah. And this is one of the things about LinkedIn that really... I don't know. It just kind of sticks in my craw. Are the the messages that I get from people that I really don't know, like the spammy kind of thing, and I feel obligated to have to respond to them all, and it it gets really super overwhelming. And I don't ever do that unless it's like a sincere connection or a legit reach with someone I want to talk to. So I would I would say, and my gut, don't do that because we we did allude to that before about the spammy thing. So that that's a bad idea, right? Or no? Yeah, no, I wouldn't be messaging and reaching out to people and asking them to connect straight away 
because it's a bit like it's a bit like the dating situation. You don't want to, you know, <laughs> you're not gonna, you know, you go on a go on a first date, but you want to get to know someone first before you go on a first date, and then after the first date, you want to get to know them some more before you know you get married. So I think if, when you look at reaching out to new connections, people that you don't know, I mean, firstly, I make sure you connect with with the people that you do know and that and that are, that are in your world. Definitely connect with them, but people that you don't know and that you want to reach out to. I would firstly look to see whether you've got a connection, a common connection. So say Dala knows Karina and then I don't know Dala and I want to I want to connect with Dala. I'd go through Karina and say, hey, Karina, so you know Dala. I really think, you know, and give her a good reason why. You know, what is it of value that you had? You know, would you be, would you be willing to introduce me or recommend me? Right, because I accept connections, and then I next thing I know, as I'm getting in my inbox, hey, yeah, you know, know, thank you for the connection. We have a 3D rendering service. Could would you like to schedule a call to discuss? I'm like, hell no, I don't want to schedule a call to discuss. It gets exhausting. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's 100 not what to do. Not don't don't do that. <laughs> Just don't do that. <laughs> so because we're all sick of it, I get it too. So you know, don't do that. Don't be that person. What you can do also, if you don't have a don't have a second degree connection with somebody, you can follow them. So that's a softer touch than than connecting. So you can go and follow them. So if they, so say they're a big a big building firm or a big big interior design practice, and you want to maybe be a consultant to them or outsource some work to them, uh, you go and follow them and then see you know if they post anything new or if they've won an award or if they've done something, they've posted something on Instagram on LinkedIn that's that's interesting. Then you can um, you can comment on it and say, "Oh, that's fantastic news!" Or and, and just be be a nice person, you know, be be supportive, yeah, and get in there and be part of the community. Absolutely, sure. add some value, answer questions, join groups. There are quite a few interior design groups. Join groups, start your own group if you want to. Okay, so let me ask you, let me interrupt you really quick here, because we do have a group on Facebook, and groups on Facebook have been very successful, more so even than the business pages. Is that what's going on at LinkedIn as well? Is that growing? It's it's a funny thing, that, because LinkedIn groups were awesome before Facebook groups started. (laughs) And then Facebook... Oh, really? Yeah, they were really awesome. And then they've got into, I think the problem with LinkedIn groups is that they need to be well-moderated. And I guess it's the same with any kind of Facebook group. You need to moderate it really well because otherwise it just becomes into a like a spamming fest of people just spamming their stuff. <laughs> you know, so, true, true, true. And they're promote, self-promoting their stuff, which is really not what it's about. But if you have the rules really tight and say this is a group specifically for women who are renovating their houses, say, you know, we're, renov- we're renovating our house and we need to figure out how to do it myself, what people I need, blah, 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 put a group together like that. So if that's your ideal client, you know, people who are renovating, put a group together that focuses just on that and then keep the rules really tight. Right. And you make yourself the expert of the group. You can ask, pick our brains or you're the moderator. And- absolutely. And it does, it does absolutely leverage, make, make you the leader, right? And you're the, by default, the thought leader of this group. So yeah, LinkedIn groups are, are really great to build out uh, for a whole bunch of your of your ideal clients in your LinkedIn group. 
So, you spend all that money on your shiny new website, but how do you know it's getting the job done and attracting real-life clients? Are your photos optimized? Are your backlinks bending over backward to work for you? Have you lost the keys to your keywords? If all of this is making your head spin, don't worry. Wingnut Social's SEO website audit will answer all these questions and more. In fact, here is what you get when you purchase. Two hours of consulting with an expert. A crawlability check for broken links. Site performance. Metadata checks. Metadata is what helps Google know where to rank your page. On-page SEO. Length, messaging, duplicate content, mobile audit headers. There's just so much to learn. Yeah, keywords and content suggestions. You'll get a list of keywords for you to target and content suggestions for targeting them. And of course, those backlink audits to make sure they're going to help you or hurt you. Are they helping or hurting you? You'll find out by going to wingnutsocial.com slash services and just check out the SEO website audit. It is a one-time fee and it's a tremendous value. Now back to the show. Let's talk a little bit about advertising on LinkedIn, about paid advertising versus the organic reach. Now, I did try (laughs) for the podcast not too far back some paid advertising, and I found the interface kind of clunky, not too much support on there. And truthfully, I did not get that much traction for the same amount of money. I did much better on Instagram and Facebook. It has been about a hot six months since I've tried it. What's your experience been versus paid versus organic for for LinkedIn? And we do have a lot of business coaches, a lot of B2B vendors, a lot of, you know, that would like to reach interior designers on there. Is it worth it now or is it better just to go organic on there and put your money elsewhere? Yeah, look, I think in this industry, it's better to go organic. I use B2B. I work for a lot of tech clients who have substantial budgets and they use LinkedIn advertising because it's it is expensive like the cost per click on LinkedIn advertising is is really 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 high super high the the click-through rates are really low so you have to have kind of the ability to spend big I guess because the clients that I'd be spending for have you know their products are multi-million dollar kind of products so they cost they can pay more for a lead Right. That's one thing. Maybe LinkedIn thinks that because it's got a pedigree behind their, you know, their users, that you can really target some of that high dollar client that maybe it's they put a premium on that advertising. I probably was not using it to its best. Yeah. And I think that's that's the thing with LinkedIn advertising is that you can target from a B2B perspective, you can target by job titles, you can target by skills, you can target by seniority level in a company. Yeah, yeah. You can say, I want someone who's been at the company for 10 years. You can you can do really granular job style targeting on LinkedIn. You can get companies of a certain revenue level, companies of a different of in industries. So it's better from a job kind of granularity perspective to target on LinkedIn. You can also build custom audiences on LinkedIn as well. So Sarah, here's here's one of my main complaints with LinkedIn. And I, I think I am going to go back and revisit some of the advertising for the podcast, maybe, and I'll pick your brain about that, is the aesthetics. It's just a plain, ugly platform. It's not pretty like TikTok or fa- even Facebook, which isn't gorgeous, but it's better looking than LinkedIn. And it's certainly not as pretty as Instagram. And since Microsoft bought it for, you know, a bazillion dollars, however long ago, I, I think a lot of us had high hopes, you know, for a big change. They're going to, you know, rebrand it, redo it, make it a lot prettier. There's another app out there. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's kind of on the scene called Alignable. Have you heard of that one? No, I haven't. 
It's it's called Alignable. It's A-L-I-G-N-A-B-L-E. And it's kind of like a LinkedIn on steroids and it's really pretty. Oh, wow. So from an aesthetic point of view, I'm thinking, oh, they're really going to try LinkedIn. You know, they're they're in there. They're really going to go after the professionals. So have you heard anything, anything on the horizon about them changing it, making it more intuitive, more user-friendly, any prettier, or is it just going to keep that Microsoft aesthetic? I haven't. I'm not. I'm not that close to LinkedIn to to know uh, what their <laughs> what their development schedule plans are. They are such a big network. It's not just the advertising and marketing side of things that they they also do on the recruiter side. They also, um, with their acquisition of Linda a few years back, have a quite an extensive training bunch of training programs on LinkedIn. So they acquired Linda. I'm sorry. What was that? Yeah, Linda. Yeah, that's been around forever. I didn't. I was unaware of that. I didn't know that they they did that. Okay. Yeah. So all those courses and stuff, those free, free courses that were on Linda, are now now on LinkedIn. I had actually forgotten all about Linda. Okay, so let's talk about a little bit because on LinkedIn you can go in just like on all the other platforms and start a post, but there's also this option to write an article on LinkedIn. Let's talk about those differences and the benefits there. I'm hesitating because writing articles used to be really awesome on LinkedIn and it's kind of not so much anymore and I think it comes back to that same objective of LinkedIn's is to keep everyone in the feed and when you write articles you get taken off to the LinkedIn Pulse I don't think it's called LinkedIn Pulse anymore anyway it might might have changed their name but you know writing articles there used to be a really great way to show authority and I I guess I would write some articles and have some content there purely purely to showcase your work and and show it on your profile. So when someone comes to your profile, you've got samples of the work that you've done, things that you've written, things that you that you care about are on your profile. That's why I would do it there. In terms of actually a content strategy, I would probably look at, you know, maybe looking at Medium or some other some other third-party sites to be posting content on. You know, it depends what you're trying to do. Are you trying to get backlinks? Are you trying to get leads? Are you, what are you like? What's the overall objective? I think from a content perspective as well, you know, LinkedIn is awesome and Instagram, but really you want to try and pull them away from those networks and onto your site and, and build your own database. Right. Recently I had, um, I posted something. It was uh, an article for Instagram and I li- just linked through it from LinkedIn. And I had someone message me and mansplain me saying, you know, LinkedIn doesn't really like it when you send people off the platform, you really should do A, B, or C. <laughs> I was like, okay, great. Thanks, guy. I, pr- I really appreciate that. But that's a good point that you had. If you do the articles on there and you do go to your profile, that does hang around there. So if someone is creeping on you, they can see the one article that I wrote for my, <laughs> my LinkedIn page like like two years ago in your profile bit beyond the articles you can also add multimedia things to your profile so you can add add things that you're proud of like you know latest work customer testimonials that type of stuff on your profile you can also leave the recommendations for people as well and and receive recommendations for for your good work so I would also recommend going and going and recommending people, particularly if you've got a trusted network. When you add a recommendation, it stays on their site. They can see the connection between the two of you and it activates that law of reciprocity. Ah, oh, okay. Good idea. I have not been doing that. So that's a great tip. You so. go recommend someone else and without asking for one in return because you don't want to be kind of a... Sure. You don't want to be that girl. But, but you know, just by <laughs> going and genuinely recommending the people that you work with on LinkedIn activates that whole, yeah, 
Lastly, before we get into our What Up Wingnut round, how important on LinkedIn are hashtags? Is, ha- is LinkedIn like a search engine, like where it's really that findable or you use, only use two or three? Or is it like Instagram where you can throw 30 hashtags at it? What's your experience been there? Yeah, I think it's a bit hit or miss, but you can, definitely can search by, by hashtags. So I would put them in. I wouldn't go crazy like on, on Instagram just with a couple of couple of key ones, a couple of key hashtags would do Okay, just so just again, let's get away. no spammy, no nothing spammy yeah. looking on LinkedIn because we're all educated adults on LinkedIn, right? right? And you know, sometimes we get puffy <laughs> about sharing personal content on LinkedIn. I think hopefully that's going away, but there was a, a few years back, everyone would be going, "It's not Facebook, you know, it's not Facebook. You don't want to see <laughs> pictures of your kids or, or whatever, you know." But I think people have kind of loosened up a bit now on LinkedIn. That so that I was going to say that's softening. Hundred percent. So people are being more vulnerable. I'm seeing people talk about mental health on LinkedIn. You know, I think, and I think that's the nature of the workplace in general that people are realizing that you know you bring your whole self to work, right? You know, you bring your your whole best self to your work, and that includes everything else that's going on in your life. Okay, Sarah. So before we get into the what up wingnut round, let me just ask you. So interior designers, they're very limited on time. So just in a, what would be your last little thought here to talk? A nugget. Yeah, a little nugget. A little nugget. To tell them, okay, spend one hour less on Instagram and put it over into LinkedIn because you're going to get this from LinkedIn that you're not getting from Instagram or Facebook. I believe the power of LinkedIn is the networking and is your second degree connections and the ability to forge new relationships and build new business connections with other people in your industry that will help you grow your business. So, for example, if you if you work with other builders or architects or contractors or project managers or furniture suppliers or, you know, whoever it is that you work with, um, make sure that you're connecting with them on LinkedIn and that you're having conversations with them and keeping in front of them because that's where opportunities come from. I'll also make sure you check out who's viewed your profile at least a couple of times a week. Go and have a look at who's viewed your profile and then reach back out to them and say, oh, notice you viewed my profile. What brought you by? Just a simple touch is all you need to do. You don't need to be salesy or spammy. And oftentimes they'll say, oh, you know, sometimes they say, oh, no, sorry, wrong person, which I get, you know. So, so sometimes and I had this have actually had this happen to me. Someone has said, oh, I was actually looking for a marketing coach. Hello, there's a client. I didn't know this person before. Somehow they ended up on my profile and there's a new client relationship straight away. That's a great tip because I do have people looking at my profile all the time and I just leave them alone. I never, that's, that was definitely, I should have been taking advantage of that. You don't have to reach out to everyone though. I mean, you can get a good feeling. Like some of them are definitely, they're going to spam you, but others who look like they might be your ideal client or someone that you want, that you would be interested to having a conversation with if they're in a complimentary industry, definitely go back and, and just ask them what brought them by. Excellent. I love that. Now, Sarah, I have to ask you if you're ready for the What Up Wingnut round. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. I am ready. I'm ready. (laughs) Everybody always sounds so nervous. I know. I had to do some prep for this. I'm like, oh my goodness. What? (laughs) Get out your notes. Well, Darla's a little crazy. We all know she's a little (laughs) off and this is why we just go with it. Exactly. Just indulge indulge us. Sarah McIntyre, if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be and why? So... My favourite trees are all out. They're all in season this year in Australia. So the jacarandas are all out and I love the jacarandas. Maybe I should dye my hair purple, um, but they are, they're beautiful. They thrive in the warm weather. Sounds like me. 
And legend says that if a flower falls on your head, it means good fortune. Oh, that's Excellent. awesome. I love that. You're this our is very our first, first mm-hmm. jacaranda. Our first jacaranda. What would the hashtag on your tombstone be? Fini. Oh, fini. Oh, French. Very nice. If you could have only one superpower, what would it be and why? Well, I'd love to fly just because it seem, would seem like so much fun flying through the air. It does, right? Yeah, I just yeah, I just have to watch out for the power cords. Yeah, that's yeah. it. The power lines, Starla. Power lines. Power lines, yeah. And last but not least, please recommend a book that has had a profound impact on you either personally or professionally. Well, this was a hard one for me because I read so many books. I, I struggle with just picking one. But I think the first one uh, would be Permission Marketing by Seth Godin, his very first book back in 1998. Oh, okay. It's, I mean, it makes incredible sense um, in terms of the way people want to be marketed to even then. And inbound marketing is, is the evolution of this philosophy around, around asking people's permission to market to them. More current favourites, Everybody Writes by Anne Hanley, Building a Story Brand, Donald Miller, The Alter Ego Effect, Todd Herman. <laughs> Look at you sneaking those in. I love it though. I love, I love book recommendations. I'm addicted to audiobooks. I, I can't get enough of them. Sarah McIntyre, thank you so much for joining us today. Please tell the listeners where they can find you and find out more about you. Right. Well, you can find me on, on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, of course. <laughs> um, Sarah J. McIntyre on LinkedIn. And uh, my website is uh, www.brightinbound.com.au. All right. Sounds amazing. And of course, all of this information will be in the show notes at wingnutsocial.com slash podcast. And if you want to connect with Sarah, you can just click those pretty little links right there. Sarah, thank you again for joining us. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. So much fun. Crime Fighting Giraffe. Yes, Darla. You know, we have a whole episode of you and your crime-fighting exploits. Um, Darla, that will never see the light of air. That might make a good no, Christmas bonus was, episode. No, because it was really stupid. It was, that's the beauty of it. I think I'm going to send that to Alex for but Christmas bonus. I would like to point out that I ran with it. Oh, yeah, you did amazingly. You because know, you didn't think I had it in me to just kind of ad lib and go with it. And I pretty much I'm going to download it. that and send that to Alex. You guys might I, get to hear that. I, I Natalie LinkedIn. I don't think that's a good idea. I think it's a great idea. LinkedIn. Oh, yeah. It's I did get head. a really good aha moment there with Sarah. Well, that's good because I was lost. I, LinkedIn is a hard, tough sell for designers. For, I agree with what our producer tough. Karina says. Mm-hmm. You know, designers want pretty, pretty, pretty what is pretty. And how mm-hmm. can we, you know, segue from pretty into networking? But LinkedIn is like a robust utilitarian tool. It's ugly. It's a Microsoft product, so it's not that pretty. But it, there are some end results from it. And for networking, you can't beat it. You have to be on there to meet contractors. It's like a BNI network. Yeah, and I'm going to let you and LinkedIn social team handle that. And I'm going to like, <laughs> bow out gracefully and excuse myself from the conversation. But my my big aha moment from that whole conversation was to go in there and see people that check my profile and to reach out and say, hey, hey, you, you know, Microsoft did buy LinkedIn for, I want to say a billion some odd dollars. I was expecting like a branding marketing change said, I have been checking out Alignable and I'm going to put that in the show notes for you guys to look at. And it's kind of like a really pretty LinkedIn, but there are some reach limitations. You have to like upgrade your account. It's pay to play on there. But I think we probably should do a mini sode on Alignable. Uh, to be honest, I think it's burgeoning. So maybe our listeners should stay tuned mm-hmm. and Darla will do her diligent research on Alignable and we'll get back to you with that. Yeah, because I'm not sure LinkedIn is living up 100% to its promises. I'm just not, I'm not 100% convinced. And there's a lot of 100%s getting floated around here. But anyhow, 
Um, Sarah did did make some good points. She did. Because now you need to go to your profile, check it out, see who's been checking you out, Mm -hmm. and decide if you're going to reply back. Not like those creepy, you know, DMs you get on Instagram. But LinkedIn also has a thing on there that's like, hey, so-and-so visited your profile and so did a bazillion other people. Do you want to see them? Give us money. So I don't know. They have to make money somehow. Yeah, jury's out. So it's, I I know a lot, I've seen a lot of designers, Susan Winterstein's on there a lot more, and I think she gets really good response from, I think think it's just consistency getting on there and being diligent again. So anywho, guys, if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on whatever the hell you're listening to this podcast on. Go over to follow us on social, all the social channels at Wingnut Social. Call us 1-877-WINGNUT. We'll be more than happy to help you with your marketing strategy for your design business. Or for your turnip business or whatever it is you're, you're running. And darling, <laughs> we don't discriminate. Tell all your friends, tell your enemies. You forgot all that, darling. I didn't forget it. I, I'm, you're just aggressive. I'm selective. You're I selective. That's it for this Wednesday night. You got anything else? I don't. So long. See ya. You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only your first step. Be sure to head to wingnutsocial.com to reach out to us directly and schedule your free consultation with one of our Wingnut Social Media Specialists to take your business from social mediocre to social media master. We'll see you on the next episode of Wingnut Social, your social media tightly fastened. Hello, my honey. Hello, my baby. Hello, my ragtime gal. Send me a kiss by wire. Baby, my heart's on fire. Okay, Sarah, so before we get into the what up ring. Wow. <laughs> and he sits on his little perch and he, he, and he, he sits sleeps with a pack us. sometimes. He sleeps with a pack. So where were we going? I don't this? know where we were going with that. Oh, I forget. <laughs> oh, you know why? Because I said, hey, like the bird does. Good boy, Mango.